Welcome to Freelance Sucks. Here we discuss the dark side of freelancing about which nobody usually talks out loud. In this show, we speak with experienced freelancers and I'm sure listening to their stories helps you prepare for freelancers' challenges. My name is Yuri. I'm a community builder at Code Control and 9am.works. And my guest is Francisca Fee, a freelance graphic designer who started a design studio with other freelancers a decade ago. And by the way, created a logo for the code control community and swag designs for the 9am community. So welcome, Francisca. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. Let's, I know that you are running a studio, that you are moving more to management part, but let's jump to your freelancer experience. And what was the most challenging part of being a freelancer for you? I would say managing the balance between having too much and too little work mm. and to balance it out. So uh, I would say I'm pretty well connected in Berlin and I know a lot of freelancers, especially design freelancers and a lot of freelancers, they say the same. So whether you're swamped with projects or classic case, early January, uh, July, August, when it's the summer season here, at least in Germany. Um, yeah, whether you have a lot of work or little, and it's really hard to plan. I think it also depends on who you work for on a freelance basis. By my experience, if you work for other agencies that are also dependent or between the final, like the client and between between you and the client this way, then it's even more tricky because if they don't get input, they delay the commission or they kind of postpone it to next week, for example. Yeah. If you're working directly with a client, also depends on the client size and type. Uh, it's easier, I think, to plan ahead or to set uh, expectations, expectation management if it comes to uh, the project schedule or deadlines. On a Fluence Thrive conversation, you told me that you're pretty good in planning. So how did you learn it? I grew up, my parents, they had their own company. And in my teenage years, I started working there uh, in my holidays, uh, Saturday morning. And it was, I think, just their experience. Mm. Um, the ups and downs that comes with running your own business. I would say I developed it over time, I guess. I think what really helped, or if it comes to planning, um, now that I can say it like years years later, if clients very often say, or if there's like a certain deadline, you can very often evaluate if this is really the final deadline. So what we started at the studio, that we also set soft deadlines. Mm. If we know, for example, let's say deadline is a Thursday, so we don't work on Fridays, if the deadline is Thursday, we internally try to meet the deadline Tuesday or Wednesday mm. to make sure we have some time buffer because there's always something coming up. Website is bugging, somebody at the print shop is sick, you name it. So, um, yeah, I think just also talking to people, setting realistic expectations, which are sometimes really tight, but I think there's always a way to work it out. Yeah, it's a great tip about creating soft deadlines. Thank you very much for sharing that. And what was the most time consuming you had to deal as a freelancer? 
I would say in the beginning, reaching out to people, networking, because having work is the one thing, but how does the work get to you? Speaking about Berlin, Berlin is full of freelancers, especially graphic designers, kind of making connections. I think that's, especially in the beginning, the most time or was the time consuming for me. Mm. Also the whole writing estimates, writing invoices was pretty time consuming in the beginning, which I also optimized over time, I think. How did you optimize it? If you think as your design skills as a service list or if you analyze the projects you're working on, try to find, depending on your exact skill set, if you're like a UI designer, it might be different than if you're a freelance developer, but there will be things or tasks that you will do over and over again so you can optimize that you don't have to write every estimate for example individually you have kind of like packages or repeating tasks also what i can really recommend is time tracking uh, and always double check after a project if your estimate matched your tracked time that also helps you to build uh, and optimize it in that way you also told about building network so how did you do it Let's say, for example, you're working in a company, connect with those people on social networks, um, always reach out for people, have lunch, have coffees, uh, go to network events, and just, yeah, constantly keep on doing that. Because there's so much competition out there, but people need to know you're there. And it's very often if you meet someone for lunch, or you're having a coffee, or you send a message on LinkedIn, They remember they have like a colleague, a friend, a brother-in-law <laughs> that needs UI design or a new website or whatever freelance work is needed. Um, so yeah, I can highly recommend that. Do you have any structure for having those lunches and meetings so that people will remember you? Because I'm asking that because It's really easy to forget about people when they're in our in, in current online situation because there are so many people. I would not say like a structure. Um, I think I the people I want to reach out to or no, not a certain structure. Yeah, so it all comes naturally. Yeah, I would say so. I'm not. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> naturally. No structure. Okay, so what was the most nerve-consuming thing you have to deal with as a freelancer? I think bringing, or uh, I mean, I'm speaking for my freelance life. I think studio now is a completely different game. I think for freelancing is making your finances stable and easy to plan, um, optimizing terms and conditions that I think everyone as a freelancer should have as operating as a full company. I would say yes. And once again, about, I, I keep turning to this planning thing because I feel like it's so hard to do it. So you either have like a bunch of clients or you have zero clients. So how do you, 
Did you ever make clients to wait for you? I would not say wait, wait. And I think this is when it started transitioning to um, hiring people and noticing that it's great to have a team. Mm. It's easier to balance it out if you can share responsibilities or work. It also helps to balance it out if you're going on vacation. I think very early on in my early years working as a freelancer, I felt like I could not go on like a long trip and turn off my phone and really also relax, which I think it's also like a very important point working as a freelancer or like being self-employed. Yeah. Um, because I thought, what if a client needs something like really urgently, which can happen um, and they can get a hold of me? That's it, basically. Am I understanding it correct that a secret to a good planning is having a good people on your team and a good people on your freelancer side who you can relate on? I would say, I would say yes, because it takes off pressure. It leaves you space for uh, your own creativity. And because you were asking, sorry, now I kind of went away from the question. Um, did I ever let a client wait? No, I always stick to deadlines. I think I can say I never missed a single deadline uh, so far in my career. So always, as soon as I got a commission and I noticed I cannot handle it on my own, or even now at the studio, if somebody's sick, we organize it and make it work that it gets on time, uh, done in time, period. But also, I think clients are understanding if something's not working, if somebody gets sick. Uh, going back, uh, we talked about it earlier about the pandemic. Okay. It, it was like a weird situation for everyone. And... Uh, there I learned again if there's any chance to kind of postpone or uh, send something later. If like a technical issue appears, it's usually never a big drama unless it's really the final, final, final deadline. But let's say it comes, for example, to print projects and you know there's an event and you need this printed something ready for this event you're not printing on the very last day. You're printing at least two or three weeks earlier and you're planning it in even with even with a buffer so you can get sick and the printer can get yeah, sick yeah. and the paper cannot be delivered on time or your MacBook explodes. So there's always uh, never do stuff at the very, very, very end because then it's when things go wrong. So it's if you are talking about deadlines. But for example, if somebody wants to work exactly with you and they need to start a project in two days and you're like, I don't have a bandwidth, I can start projects in one week. So do they ever wait for you in this case? Mm -hmm. I would say yes. Um, I mean, we, we can plan it in quite quickly because we are a small team. So it's not like we have like uh, a huge team that we need to uh, orchestrate, so to say. Maybe about the other way around. When is it really that a project needs to start tomorrow? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's also a question if you're talking about planning. Um, think about how you want to work and 
do you want to work with people who are also like planning properly? I'm not saying that you should only work with people who plan like four weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, reality check, this is never the case. No matter if it's like one-time projects that we work on or clients that we work on since a couple of years, there are always things that need to happen immediately. Let's say a new hire, uh, a new sale, something that needs to be published or communicated uh, from the brand's perspective pretty quickly. That's always the case, but it's not happening all the time. So, Got it. Um, Got it. If your friend wanted to become a freelancer, what are top three things you'd advise them to consider before doing it? Don't work on weekends. Get a time tracking tool. And arrange prepayments, especially when you start working as a freelancer and you don't have a financial buffer for rainy days. You know, Francisca, I wish to have the sky is the limit, but time is the limit. So the final question is, if you were starting freelancing today, is there one thing you would have done differently? Mm, only one. <sighs> Up to you. <laughs> a couple of things come to mind, but I think the first one I would mention is to value my time more in the sense of not working overtime, planning it more carefully. And also, we talked earlier about expectation management, also talk with clients more about the actual timing or time expectations. I think that helps a lot for both the quality of the output of the project itself or the work itself and for your inner peace. Got it. Thank you very much, Francisco, for sharing your challenges and for having such an open conversation. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button or five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.